0: This all takes place after the experience that Yagur Vindu had saw that his dreams, angels going up and down the ladder, and coming to the conclusion. Right, this is uh, uh, he he makes certain kinds of uh, spiritual uh, decisions like. He says, if he comes back with peace, and I accept the burden or the onus of God uh, upon me. Uh, The interesting part is that religiously, it would seem that Yaakov, a religious part to me, I have to say that all the time, that Yaakov Avinu it seems, did not have uh, like a religious perception. It wasn't so clear as he became after he encountered uh, the dream. He encountered the angels going up and down, God promising him specifically that he would come back in peace. And so then he declares, then he declares, that if this all works out, uh, God will be mine. Which means that Yaakov Avinu was different from Abraham and Yitzchak, both of whom uh, had absolute faith in, in God. And, and Yaakov Avinu seems to be a developing kind of personality. We are allowed to follow his, how he develops into being Yaakov Avinu. We can start out this way. And that itself, that itself is um, radical. It's a radical idea that the avot. It's not just about uh, you know how the one group of Jews portray the avot, and another group of you know there is this fight or disagreement about whether you can portray the avot as being regular people, and and, and it's it's important to understand that both uh, both sides are. Are correct. I mean, it is true that most extraordinary people have regular sides to them. You know, if you ever met, or think of like a great non-Jewish personality. You know, if you met a great Jew, non-Jewish personality, see, so you might see the greatness, but you might also see the regularity of him. But in the stories that are told, you know, people become irregular all the time. Everything about them becomes irregular. So, Abraham and Yitzchak, Abraham was uh, uh, God's love force for Abraham. Oh, uh, Havi, God said. And Yitzchak, we call, uh, the Chazal called Yitzchak an Olat Mima. Olat Mima, he was ready to be sacrificed and he was Tamim. Tamim means perfect, he had no physical imperfections. That would prevent him from being from being sacrificed. Allah, Tamima, Now Yaakov, Yaakov, it is Abi. You understand that uh, that Yitzchak certainly after Akeidat Yitzchak, after the binding of Isaac, after that almost sacrifice of Yitzchak, he remained the same. He was always the same. He never changed. Nothing ever changed about about Yitzchak. Uh, as far as his preference for Esau over, uh, uh, over Yaakov, well, we could either assume that he knew what was going on or that he didn't know what was going on. But if he knew what was going on, no less than Rivka knew what was going on, then you have to say that, as I think we said last week, that, the, that Esau, that Yitzchak tried to bring Esau back into the fold. I had thought that if he would come and do a mitzvah, like bring him food to eat, not so much that he was hungry. I mean, it wasn't like Esav was hungry. You know, Esav sold the Bechorah, his birthright, because he was hungry. Which seems, you know, like conceptually to be a very low kind of act to do. You know, like the Gashmiyut the drives your life. Like what you're going to eat drives. I've got a lot of people who like to eat, but asa was special. Asa was special. He said that if I don't do this, I may not live. And if I don't live, what's the whole point of everything? Is so not only was the gashmiut, you know, the um, the the real of things so important to him, but he felt that without that, he would just die away, right? Which is, um, you know. People who are champions of the ethical could see that this is being a serious, be a serious problem. So here's Yaakov. Yaakov has had just had an experience, a personal experience, which was uh, which was remarkable. Let's say uh, He had this remarkable experience in which he clarified something about his relationship to God. That's what happened. That's what happened to Yakubovina. So we could, all, we could all appreciate that. I mean, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. Everybody looks for that experience. Every, when I say everybody, I don't mean that I know that. But maybe people, like people, everybody wants, like religious people, if they are sane, would like being religious to be vindicated somehow. Right? So we, we say, oh, it was a miracle, right? We'd say that all the time. What's a miracle? A miracle vindicates me. But if I have a miracle, if I cross the street and the car misses me and doesn't hit me, and it's not a miracle, so then, you know, it's nothing. But if it's a miracle that the car missed me, that's really a wonderful thing because that miracle is instituted by God, so God is watching out after me. I have a real, a real case of God watching out after me so anyway here is Yaakov, he's gone through this he's gone through this experience, I wanna, I'm going to read it from this chumash that I have and you can look at the sheet I read it because the letters here are bigger not because they're better I want, I want what? No, this is all right this is, I think the letters is, I, I measured the letters <laughs> <laughs> They trick you uh, <speaking in Hebrew> now, We want to look at this with Rashi, right? Because Rashi is sensitive to things That we should be sensitive to This is Perikav Tet Pasuk Aleph Raglav he lifted up his feet so you know whenever you read something whenever you read something there are things that seem like when we read them that are perfectly normal like you read a newspaper it says like reasonable sentences that are understandable but in another hundred years if they read that newspaper it might turn out to be quite funny and they would ask questions like we're asking like we ask questions about the text from our vantage point of normal. Like what would a normal text read? So Rashi didn't like this way. isaiah Kobra Glav. He picked up his legs. Why did he have to pick up his legs? So Rashi says, Rashi says, isaiah Kovraglav. you see the Rashi? We don't have it. We're starting with uh, the Oh, okay. what do you mean Ted Zayin? Yeah, Ted Zion. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, uh, you have to come back next year. I have, to, I have to do it with the sheet, don't I? In any event, the part before Pasukya Ted Zion, which should also be on the sheet... I didn't even have the sheet right That's why I was so confident <laughs> I don't <know. coughs> Okay let's do it again uh, We're going to learn the story Of Yaakov's marriage uh, That's the story Each of the Avot Each of the Avot gets married Abraham got married To Sarai and then God changed her to Sarah so whether what that means exactly I don't know but you know that anytime there's a change of a name it's like a new person and this comes down to us even in modernity you know people who are very sick you know, they change their names why do they change their names? because they want to be somebody else they don't want to be the person who's sick and dying they're hoping that maybe the change in the name will affect whoever's in charge of killing people in heaven and then the the, the name will try, so Sarai became Sarah Avram became Abraham so the first Jewish couple the first Jewish had no ancestors right, they 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 didn't come from anybody the same way we say when someone is uh, converts or converts to Judaism he doesn't have any relatives anymore, he's a new He's a new person, he's a Jew So his father must also be a Jew So we call him up to the Torah Soon women We call him up to the Torah We say Ben Abraham Right, we, we give him, a, we, give him a, we connect him With his name Names are, are also connectors right? So Abraham and Sarah Were originals they were, they, were, they were not the children Of somebody But they were both of them new so that Yitzchak had one parent Yitzchak had one parent and his parent was Abraham and Abraham and Sarah those were his parents Yitzchak's parents now we come along uh, to Yitzchak he has two children interestingly enough as I think I pointed out right? Abraham had two sons that we know about he had other children with Kedurah well, we know about two sons. One son's name was Yitzchak, and the other son's name was Yishmael. So it turns out that Abraham and Sarah, that new couple, only had one son. And that one son, his name was Yitzchak, and the other, Abraham and Hagar, had another son whose name was Yishmael, but Yishmael had nothing to do with the family because he wasn't part of that family the family was was the family of Abraham and Sarah that was the family everybody else any, anybody else who was either the son of Abraham or maybe the son of Hagar, of, of they don't count so now Yitzchak, he had two children, he had two children who were twins which means that They both had the same mother and the same father, right? Unlike the children of Abraham. They had the same mother and the same father, and nevertheless, they were not able, they were not able, the two of them, were not able to be part of the same family, right? Yitzchak was in, and Yishmael was out for some reason, right? was Esau uh, Yaakov was in and Esau was out so now Yaakov he he's gonna be a departure he's gonna be a departure how so? well look at what it says it says uh, second. Uh, here it is L'lavan shnei banot Sorry. Okay, this is our introduction. He has two daughters. Obviously, they are of marriageable age. Everybody's a marriageable age in those days. Because, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what your age was. You get married whenever you're supposed to get married. So there's a statement that's made about each of these. Uh, each of these ladies yeah, uh, uh, let's look at the Rashi she aine le'a rakot Rashi says Shaita aita la'alot be'gorelo shel a'isav u'vachda she aiyu ha'kol o'mim shnei banim banot lilavan so there you have it who is who is Leia who is Leia? Hey, Leia made a mistake she she conjectured incorrectly, but apparently everybody else had the same conjecture that Leia might end up marrying a son, and since she knew that that would be the like a, a tremendous a tremendous uh, uh, loss of opportunity let, let's say, so she cried she was that close and she cried all the time and, uh, and it says about about uh, Rachel sheh'i <laughs> yifato'ah utzurat so Rashi explains that she was you looked at her she looked beautiful she looked beautiful so on that basis the Torah's introduction the Torah's introduction to the Leah and Rachel conundrum who comes off sounding better I think Leah without a doubt I mean all you could say about okay, there was a certain even in the ancient world there was ancient I mean from our point of view not from theirs Even in the ancient world, there was a certain kind of respect for feminine beauty. It was something important. It was not something that was overlooked or denied. We saw that Abram Avinu had a wife who was considered to be beautiful when she went to Egypt. Yitzhak had a wife who was considered to be beautiful when he went to Grah, the land of the Plishni. And around that beauty that they both contained, there unfolded a story. So it's hard to say that the beauty of these women was insignificant or unnecessary or irrational or, or anything of that kind. So I would say that Leia comes off very well according to Rashi. Leia's worried about the future. Leia's worried about who she's going to marry. Leia is, is uh, upset. Uh, dramatically so upset about the fact that uh, she may not be able uh, to marry a significant personality in his uh, historical terms. So that's what the Pasuk says. A comes Yaakov. Yaakov who's a Yoshevo Halim. Yaakov who sits and learns Torah all the time. But he decides. Rachel. rachel See, he loved Rachel. And so Yaakov is a serious departure from Yitzchak. Right, you remember Yitzchak? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the parash of Chai Yisara, the end of the parish of Chai, Yisra, of parish of Chai Yisra, Eliezer shows up with a wife. He shows up with a wife. Just one second, I'll tell you the pasuk. They're meeting right here. Rabbi Yitzchak stayed home in, in Canaan. Eliezer went to Aram Narayim to bring a wife back. He's coming back on these camels. He and Rivka. So the Pasuk says where he says, Yitzchak went out to speak out in the field towards evening, like the Gemara says, Yidavid Mincher. He looks up and he sees camels, right? You know, you see camels. This is uh, like something to think about. You, you know, it's like you see a car and you think you know who's in it. You see a camel, but you don't yet see who's in the, on the camel. Like all you see is a camel. All you see is a camel. He's Eineha Mialagamal and Rivka saw who she supposed was the man of her dreams and she fell off the camels, whatever that meant. I mean I guess it means she was nervous and excited. She fell off the camel, but Tomela Evet, Mia Isha Lazeo, and she said who is this she said to Eliezer who is this guy is walking along so Eliezer said that's my master he, so she took the a veil and covered up her covered up her face right? remember for ladies the slave told the it's all that had uh-huh. Now here's the pasuk that I'm looking for. You ready? Vayibyeha Yitzchaka O'ela Sara Imo Vayikach et Rivka Batilo Ile Isha He brought her into his mother's tent. And he took Rivka Batilo Ile Isha. I guess it means he married her. Whatever that meant. veha. And then he loved her. And from that on, the drosha that all the young kalot get is, first you get married, and then you fall in love. That's how it works. Don't don't try a different approach. So that Yitzchak, we assume, was a traditionalist. He did it the way people were supposed to do it. They fell in love with their wives. Ya- Yaakov did it differently. He fell in love with a woman and then decided to make her his wife. Now that's a point of departure. That's a point of departure. This didn't happen for Abraham and it didn't happen for Yitzchak. As far as Abraham is concerned, I mean, he was always married to Sarai. Then she became Sarah as far as Yitzchak is concerned he married Rivka and then he fell in love with her, as I state, that's what it says he fell in love with her after he married her with Yaakov back to our Pasuk that's what he said to her father you see the Rashi Em yamim achadim shamralo imo v'yishbat imo yamim avi yashavta imo yamim achadim that you'll be there for a certain amount of time. So he picked seven years, right? And then the next Rashi says, "Barachol b'tfakdana kolasimah nim halalu lama." So Rashi. Rashi asked one of those Rashi kind of questions. Yaakov said, bitcha Rachel, he only has, that's one daughter named Rachel. Bitcha. She's your daughter. Aktana. She's the smaller one. So Rashi says, well, why did he have to do that? Why didn't he just say Rachel? Everybody would know who Rachel is. So Rashi explains, as Rashi explains, that you had to need all three points, all these designations, in order to make sure that he would he would get uh, he knew that that uh, Lavan was going to fool him ok I'd rather rather you marry her than somebody else marry her whatever that means Rashi doesn't doesn't explain but Lavan has some rationale he has some reason for complying with, uh, with the fate here with the fate of history Ah, uh, Shvai Madi, Pasuk Kaf Bayavoj Shavashanim Vayubay Na Kiyamimakadim Bhavatel Otah. So you see again that the Pasuk she he worked for seven years in order to get uh, to gain her hand, right? And they were in his eyes, Kiyami Machadim, it was this time flew by. Baavatel ota Baavatel Otah. So there's this emphasis. This is the first time that we know about romantic love determining the future of the couple that we're talking about. This is not supposed to happen. And it doesn't happen in, uh, in uh, the Muslim world, in Shidduchim in the Muslim world. There are always stories told about that, how the Shidduch the is is forced upon the woman Uh, she she has no choice she can't uh, she can't argue the case and here we have the husband's reaction to a very bad situation let me marry her now I've done I've done my part of the bargain. Yimalu yamai. I've I've served you for seven years. There's no need to, for any more. And I will live with her. The yesof lavan kol adsheh matova yashmiste. And it would seem that lavan complied. He made a big party, invited everybody. Vaiba eret hazukav gimel vaykachet leyah bitova yavehota elav vayavo eleha. And uh, he took uh he went to his daughter he went to his daughter Leah, not the Rachel Vayavo and he brought her to, to Yaakov Ladzilpa Shivcha and Leah had a hand maiden Zilpah, and she came along in the deal. So everybody knows, everybody knows that sometimes uh, the way it works in the world that God established is that, is Midak and Neged Midak that how do you know that you're being punished for a transgression midah for a specific transgression midah all the Rishonim seem to agree that this is the case in other words if you stole something somebody will steal something from you if you hurt somebody and spoke Lashon Hara about them somebody will come and speak Lashon Hara about you midah keneged midah Yaakov, who for better or for worse, for uh, he had a reason. He didn't have a reason. He fooled his father. Right? He stole something from his father. He stole a blessing. He stole an idea. He stole an identity. He stole something. He fooled him. So here is Yaakov's life being determined by somebody who is fooling him. Right? That's what it says. That's what it says in the pasuk. In, in the says, Lama Rimitani. Why did you, why did you act this, in this deceitful way? Why is it that you told me one thing and you produced another? Lama Rimitani. What was the Rimitani of Yaakov? Are you Esav? I'm Esav. Right? Change of name. What's the Rimitani of Ravan? Is it, is it Le'a? No, it's Rachel. Right, exactly the same. Exactly the same, the names change. I mean, that's the Rimitani. The Rimitani, so we could say, Midah Keneget Midah. that somehow, the, even though Yaakov, in some way, we could explain that Yaakov did the right thing, the result was the, the necessary result. Uh, it, it was. It was that the, the bracha should devolve upon the bracha should devolve upon Yaakov mm-hmm. and not upon Esav. And if you have to be deceitful in order to to avoid a conflagration, I mean fire, in order to avoid a fire, you had to somehow fool uh, uh, Yitzchak that that was the right thing to do. That may have been all true. But it does not change the fact that Yaakov Avinu had to fool his father. And that's what Ye- Ye- Esau had against him. Esau said, he's done it already several times. He stole my birthright. Now he's stealing my brachat. Esau. Esau said that. So that that had to be cleared up this matter of remitan he had to be cleared up before Yaakov went back to Eretz Kedon and confronted and confronted A and here it is he's clearing it up he's saying oh you did it to me what I did to him you have done to me why did you fool me we don't do that here we don't give the younger girl before the older girl so you see what do you see? That Rimitani doesn't mean that you did it for an uh, for an uh, unacceptable purpose. That there's no rationale here. The says to Yaakov, "Look, we, this is how we do it. I don't. I not have time to talk to you about it. But you take the older daughter first, and then you can take the younger daughter. But you can't. Uh, uh, you can't just take the younger daughter. So, so that's good. So you didn't have to fool him." He could have told him that at the outset. He could have made a deal with Yaakov. Look, take first, take Leah, then take Rachel. But he didn't. He didn't, so that fooling him derives from the Midah Keneged Midah that Yaakov Avidu did what he did and therefore Lavan did what he did. Right? Lavan B'Yivitanih. We don't do it that way. Uh, you, you should just uh, continue to work. And you'll get, her, you'll get Rachel as well. It would seem almost that that Lavan was straightforward and honest. And what happened to Yaakov Avinu had to happen to Yaakov Avinu. So we see that, that on the issues of love, relationship based on love, as opposed to a relationship that grows into love Yaakov uh, Avidu was a demarcation from Avraham and Sarah Abraham and Sarah and Yitzhak and Rivka for both of them the love seems to have been primordial like they were always in love they were never uh, anything else but in love And certainly, according to the Chumash, Yitzhak was in love with uh, Rivka after he married her, and not before he married her. Yaakov had this burning desire for Rachel uh, for the first time that he saw her, before there was any chance of him uh, him marrying her. So, Pesukah Tet, So this is also another departure. Right? There were... Everybody... In every story of Abraham and Yitzchak, there are other women around. Having a different... uh, A different wife... is um, not uh, remarkable. However, the other wife... Right? The Hadar the of Abraham could never produce the offspring that they were hoping for, Abraham and Sarah. He just couldn't. And so the, the fact is that the Avot also teaches us that children are born of parents. I've mentioned this before that you need two parents. You can't just have a a man and a woman who is accidentally the biological recipient of of uh, of sperm. There's no such thing, according to to the stories in the Torah. But there have to be special people. There have to be special people. Suddenly, there's a reversal. There's a reversal of that idea. There's Avram and Yitzchak. Yitzchak had only one wife Right? Who bore him two sons And she was apparently very clever And very knowledgeable And able to be uh, significant in this, uh, in this setup That's Avraham and Yitzchak Right? But Hagar could never become The wife that Avraham was looking for that could never happen because her training, her background, the way she thought about things was antithetical to the way Abraham thought about it. So she could never be the mother of the next generation. And She couldn't be the mother of the next generation. But look what's happening to Yitzchak. Uh, Yaakov. Yaakov not only gets two wives, he gets two spare, <laughs> right? Two spare wives. Who are these spare wives? I mean, where did they come from? What, what credentials do they have? What credentials do they have? It's almost as though, I think almost, as though the Torah says that if you've got a good wife, you could have an associate wife. You know, if, a, if the, the right wife is in, in your household, the less than right wife could also be in your household. Once you have, well, this is a new idea, once you have a father and a mother, we're bringing up the children. It doesn't matter if there's some children from that wife and other children from the other wife, but you know, in any event, that the big change that Yaakov Avinu managed to make in the world of uh, promises to Avraham Avinu, the change that Yaakov Avinu made, besides reordering, reordering the family a little bit, was to have two wives that well, unexpected. They came in a different on a different uh, principle. Whatever the principle was, Lavan said, "Okay, is my daughter deserve another wife?" And those wives had children, and those children became part of the twelve tribes, right? And Rashi says, Rashi says several times that everybody knew that they were going to be twelve tribes. Right, 12 tribes and therefore when she had Yehuda who had Yehuda? Leah. So Leah had 4, four sons Reuven, Shimon, Maybe, <coughs> Yehuda right? So the question what the Torah explains where does the name Yehuda come from? What is Yehuda? So Yehuda is uh, some form of the Hebrew Odeh to to give thanks why did she call him Yehuda to give thanks because she knew that Yaakov was supposed to have twelve sons, and since he had four wives, that would mean that each wife would have three sons right that's called arithmetic twelve divided by four is. Three, so that when Leah had a fourth son, whose name was Yehuda, Yehuda she decided who they became Yehuda. She decided that she has to sort of register her thanks uh, all the time. everybody say Yehuda. Oh, that's the fourth son. That's the fourth son of uh, of uh, Leah. Fourth son, of Leah, so that. That the, uh, the uh, Rachel, remember Rachel, mm-hmm. the one that Yaakov loves? So she's demoted. She's demoted. She only had, how many sons did she have? Two. two. Right. So two is less than three. Which would have been even. Like if everybody would have had three sons. But in fact... In fact, who has four sons? Leah. and who has this opportunity to see that, she's, uh, that it's by the grace of God that she's having this fourth son? That's also Leah. Leah, Leah who we met at the beginning, right? You met that her eyes were rakot, and they lay because she was crying that she might be paired off with Asa And uh, she certainly didn't want that. So she uh, is presented to us as a strongly religious personality. Whereas Rachel, Rachel, do I have any grandchildren named Rachel? Oh, yes. boy. I don't want to say anything bad. <laughs> I, I, I take it back. <laughs> but you know that Rachel is not given a lot of kavod in this story. What it says about Rachel is that she was Yifat Torah. is an accident. I mean, it may be true, but it was an accident nonetheless. Whereas Leah, her Ene HaRakot, she was crying over her destiny. She was not crying about how she looked or whether uh, Yaakov looked at her. So we see that Leah was presented as being that kind of speci- special person and eventually she had four sons. And because she had four sons, she learned she learned that Hodayah, that being thankful uh, precedes uh, what we call bracha. In, 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 in other words, you have to evaluate, you have to be able she was able to evaluate what she thought she deserved and that beyond that she evaluated what she got more than she deserved. And what she got more than she deserved. She invented this idea of odaya that you thank God for the good things that, that happened to you so we've almost we've almost finished veyav <laughs> goh marachel we have Rachel with Leah imor old seven years achiyot yesus he he lived with Rachel veyav gav et Rachel me Leah which was always the case he always loved Rachel more than he loved Leah and this is either i a good thing or a bad thing? So, here's Yaakov Avinu, he's stuck. He's still working. We don't know why, exactly. Rashi says, They're parallel to the first. I mean, how did you get Ma uh, not just like the first seven years were With faith Like he knew that he was going to come out With a good thing These are also ba'alav, <laughs> Even though Lavan treated him Badly he was still, he, he said these seven years will be like the other seven years. So we see that, I think, that what you see here is that Yaakov reorganized, humanized. I mean, why do people like Yaakov? I mean, you know, people always like to talk about Yaakov. Because Yaakov is the most human of the Avot. Human in the sense that we recognize him. I mean, it's a little hard to recognize Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu got a, got a message from God, go sacrifice yourself, we went to do it. I mean, it's hard for, for us to think of ourselves in that way. That we could be Yaakov Avinu, uh, Avram Avinu. The same thing is true about Yitzhak. Yitzhak was after all the one who was willing to sacrifice himself. He said, if that's what God wants, okay, then, then we'll do it also a difficult act to follow. I mean, how many people could see themselves as, as Yitzvah? But Yaakov Avinu, that we could all see ourselves as uh, Yaakov Avinu, it's intri- intrigues, trying to get out of it, doing something his mother wanted, doing something his father wanted, going off, uh, going off to the middle of nowhere to reformulate his life, starting out by, by recognizing the fact that, uh, you know, he says, <laughs> You know what the Shara Shabayim is? You know what the Shara is. The Shara is a gate. Who said that there was a gate? Who said there was a gate? Look up, is there a gate? I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but there could be a gate. When they built the Tower of Babel, when they built the Tower of Babel, what were they doing? They wanted to capture heaven. In order to get up to heaven, to capture it, they had to build this big structure that would build them there. right, that was not, it was not successful. But it remained part of the ethos of of those who learned the Bible. That there is a heaven that is accessible to us. I mean, not clear exactly how to do it. But this idea that the heavens are accessible is an idea that exists in the Torah and that we could adopt for ourselves. So when mm-hmm. Rav Ramavina, when when, when when Yaakov said, Zeshara Shamayim, he said, this is the gate that leads me to heaven. He was saying, he was saying that, that... When you recognize the existence of God, you also recognize the, 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 the fact that you'd like to get closer. And this is the thing that, uh, that you know, bothers religious people, really religious people, I don't mean... They're really religious people, about doing, doing uh, um, mitzvah actions or going to shul. For example, the most glaring dissonance in our religious lives, is going to Shul. Because if some non Jew would stop me on the street and say to me, What are you doing? So I'm going to God's place, I'm going to have a divine interview. Of course, when I get there, it's not quite like that, uh, at least the interview part. Uh, the people are unhappy in Shul, generally. Men are unhappy And women are now are dying To be as unhappy <laughs> and, and so they uh, I mean it's like You know everybody has Wherever I go these days People want me to talk about Like dominion So uh, I, would, I would say to them, look, I don't know is it, One question is Is it halakhically a mutter To have a and they call them participatory minyanum. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Our partnership. partnership. Our partnership. Partnership minyan is a correct. So my my answer is that I don't know. I mean I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure you know people the people who are against it. Most people with beards are against it. Most people, most men with beards are against it, because they all heard that the women going to sit in front of the shoe. You know, it's like and take their seats, so they don't uh, they don't like it. But but what's it called? But partnership. Uh, of so oh, partnership true. So I don't think there's anything <clears throat> wrong with it. I don't know. I would never dive in a partnership minion. But that's probably because I'm old. You have a beard also. No, I don't have such a long beard. <laughs> uh, I talking about people who have longer beards. But, but I don't, uh, I'm used to what I'm used to. You know, you mm-hmm. get old, that's what happens. All, old people become very conservative. Because they can't switch to a new idea so fast. So it's easier to go to the same shoe you went to your whole life. But I, I, but I don't see, you see, the thing about going to shul is that it uh, generally makes me unhappy. But I don't think if I go to a partnership, Minya, that I'll be happy. I mean, I just think it'll be the same. But there people will be, sitting... Mean, will be but it's yeah, no day I'm day. saying. So, so I want somebody totally to solve saying. my problem. Men look at women. What about Karlabatha? Women look at women. The that's yeah. the problem. Exactly. So the women are okay with it, but the men <laughs> have a problem. You, so then you're back to having a with only women, but that's not so good. Not, I think Is it? The so shul rabbis don't like <laughs> The shul rabbis are very unaccustomed to change. But also, they're losing right? I don't know I mean. The, the men, those men don't know that they've lost already. <laughs> the, the CEOs of all the major banks in the world today are women. So what? What's, you mean, do you think one of those women want to be the president of the show? <coughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, what do you say? Anyway, it's a, judge, right? <laughs> it's a conversation... What? want the good jobs. The good jobs, right? It's a conversation... It's a combination yeah. for another yeah. moment. Yeah. Now if we look at the sheets, on the back of the sheet I suppose, what is all this? Meshulot. <laughs> <laughs> Meshulot. Yeah, let's look at the Meshulot. The Meshulot says this, Right, what posig is that? I mean, I mentioned it. But it was not on the sheep. What? It was Lavan. It, was head. it, was it says, No, but what? Jehuda. What is it? Jehuda. Who said it? Leah. Leah said it about Yehuda. Leah said it about Yehuda, her son. Ita be gimara. Amari imamalach <laughs> adam yagati velomatzati altami lo Matsati matzati altami. I mean, this is a famous statement uh, by Rabbi Huda. if a person says I worked hard but I wasn't able to achieve don't believe it I, uh, somebody says I didn't work hard and I achieved don't believe it but if somebody says I worked hard and I achieved then you should believe it Gimara. lo Ha'omer omer, yagati vilomatsati, <coughs> I worked hard but I didn't achieve. Aire kisha anu roim vilomatsa. ha'omer lo yagati so roim in, in other words uh, the, uh, he's asking he doesn't understand the statement that if I, I didn't work hard and I didn't find it so what, what do you mean uh, I see it I see that the guy works hard and he didn't succeed the depths of this statement in Chazal is found in the relationship between Rachel and Leya כי בטח all the time and prayed that God would save her v'atikane Rachel So he says, uh, Rachel, she was jealous of her sister, of her older sister who had more children. And the question was, you have to figure out whether this jealousy was the Sheikh shamayim, whether she thought that she should have more children would be better for the Jewish people if she was the mother of more of the uh, twelve tribes. Or it was regular kina like she has more and I have less, so so I'm jealous, I'm jealous of what she of, what she has. <laughs> Okay, tova. So he says sometimes you see that people have talent, tova. There's something good about them, but that good is being prevented from actually being actualized because of some other uh, feeling that he has. The So, so it doesn't matter. In, 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 in those, you have to focus on the right thing. Sometimes there's a chain of things that are preventing you from achieving what you might achieve. So, let's say the person is very talented in music. So, but somehow he's not able to make the to get up on the next rung of the ladder. So it, it's either because so also he davened, In this case, the story is that Rachel davened, but her davening was not answered. And that's what uh, that's what uh, uh, the that Mechi is thinking about. She davened. She was a great davener. She was such a great davener that, <coughs> that uh, when she died, she was on the road. Right, Rachel Baneha. That's something that that we all know that Yirmiyahu and Avi be established for us for forever so why was it that she was not able to be successful in dominating for herself why, why was that the case so the answer of the law is that sometimes you have a problem you see an obvious problem but uh, further uh, guarding that problem or making it impossible for that problem to be solved is another problem which you don't notice so much because it's not something that, that necessarily interests you. And therefore therefore B problem B is not going to be solved before problem A is gonna is solved. <laughs> <laughs> Be midot kin ah, be one second, be kina, <speaking> kin ah, be kodushinit <language> barara, be zot lohu ilah, shumt filah, be kogi ghiatavah, ke kashabi shamiyakov, avinushi it palel, be a dahara, He got angry when she asked him to Davin, will a filzok hi alo kiddin aseta. <laughs> a, that if you have some difficulty at home you should go to a chakam and ask for a bracha manzal rachel yakov mikodem Amatilefan Amatilefanefa, Vivane Gamanochi Mimena, Mizene Eshe Kavanata, Aita, the Shem Shamay Share, Echnisa Tsarata, Vitoch Beita, Visebe Shigati Vilobatsati Altami. So, in other words, the May Shiloh introduces us to another idea, and that idea is that Rachel. Uh, may have had some deficiency which prevented her from having more children and that's what she wanted uh, her husband, Yaakov, to daven for that she should have, should, have, uh, should have children so we know though we know that Yaakov when he was presented to Rachel she had a problem her problem was that the only thing that could be said about her was Yiphatoah now, Torah is not a bad thing. But if it's the only thing that you can say about a person, it's not a compliment. It's not a great compliment. So Rachel was unable, unable to face Yaakov. Yaakov understood that Rachel lacked a certain kind of depth and a certain kind of, of significance. And therefore, when she came to him and said, pray for me, he says, I can't because you're being... There's something bothering everything. Your relationship to God is being bothered by the Yiftator. The Meishiboch doesn't say Yiftator, but I think that it's a reasonable, a reasonable way to understand what the Meishiboch is getting at. About about the, what? what? Do she, didn't she take these her son brought up these herbs she was like a, sort of, a little superstitious disrupted mm-hmm. no, no, the Dedea the from Ruven what oh Ruven who yeah I guess Ruven brought her away, I think. yeah okay the, the only passage that we read was about mm. the so mm. I'm putting it all on I'm it all on that but it <clears> could <throat> be it could be that there were other problems that she had in terms of kind of evaluating who she was in this new family that had been that had been created it seems that, that Le'ah managed <coughs> managed to understand herself who she was she gave uh, her she gave her Dayat daya for the fact that she had the extra, extra son Ruvashim and Levi and Yehuda. and they of course are the important sons of Yaakov of Yaakov of Bino. doesn't it sort of put a, a blemish on Yaakov if he loved her and, and the only thing that the Torah could say about her was that she, she was a fake maybe but I think it could be seen also as being real yeah. in, in other words Yaakov was the first one that had a choice <coughs> he 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 he, you know, he, he were the, the daughters of Laban and Yaakov said well I, I want to marry this one I don't want to marry that one he had, he had that choice Avram, we don't hear that he had a choice and Yitzhak certainly didn't have a choice and, and so the, the families I think became more real to us Yaakov was the most real Yaakov had children Yaakov's children who denied his authority as the father went to fight Mushchem and kill, kill everybody they could even though the father clearly said don't do it Don't go that way. You've done us a great disservice. You've done the Jewish people a great disservice. But they stayed in the family. All of those sons stayed in the family. And then when the brothers ultimately, you know, the brothers uh, sold Yosef, we could say down the river, but... (laughs) I don't know if it was the river no, so much, cross, but... Of course. <laughs> yeah, but, but you, you, you understand Rachel's that... You, son was Who? Rachel's son was at tzaddik. Mm-hmm. And now their son. Yosef had tzaddik. Mm-hmm. He's the one who was at tzaddik. And those who all quite flawed, the, the sons of Leah. So what does that, that mean? I understand that it's a... It's no, no, you have you have to, it has at, to connect. Right? It. You have to make it connect. As I said, that this, we hear we were kind of diminishing mm-hmm. the, uh, the characteristics, but in the end, we say that movement was un, as unstable as mm-hmm. water lately, and Shimon um, and Lady took part in, in the, uh, uh, the badging of their sister. You have Zahel, the Shogun, and Tamar, and then you have yourself and Sadiq. So where does he come from? Mother and father, as we're saying. So that he is a mother, his name is Rachel. And he to be a only in that group. So I would say, just to summarize, I would say that the children are all all the children of Abraham and Sarah, and all the children of Yitzhak and Rivka, and they're all the children of Yaakov and his wives. The way it divides up. Is that not everybody is going to look like Abraham, but some will. And not everybody is going to look like Yitzchak, but some will. And then most of them will look like Yaakov. So when you say Yosef Hatzadik, Yosef Hatzadik, so you're referring to something, some ability that he had to internalize his goals where he was going what he was doing and even though he was on a certain path to glory he didn't let the path to glory change his essential nature of who he was and, and so he was the son of Yitzchak but also the son of Yitzchak so that's that, the fact that you have diversity from the time of Yaakov and on is um, is a glorious thing. Actually, it's the it's the way we've managed to continue to exist. If everybody was the same, everybody had the same genetic makeup, then we'd be easy to find and uh, and destroy. So that's what, that's what I think. Yes, you're going to have, you could have have Moshe Rabbeinu. I don't well, well, I don't need much more proof than that. that it's because when it comes to Yosef at tzaddik, it may not be perfectly clear what he did that was so righteous, other than running away from Potipharah's wife. <coughs> but but uh, with Moshe Rabbeinu, I mean, it's quite clear. I mean, the Rambam points out that, you know, Avram was Ohavi, he was the glorious personality. <coughs> but Moshe Rabbeinu is the only one who could bring the Torah into the world. And that makes him the... Uh, of uh, the ultimate master that gives Moshe Rabbeinu mastery even over Avram Avinu, who figured it out on his own but couldn't pass it down. Really. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't teach Ishmael. He couldn't teach Lot. He couldn't teach the people who came with him. I mean, he, uh, the the Possum says, that there was, there were converts. What happened to them? they they couldn't hold on they couldn't hang in there with Avram Rabinu is so far away from the reality of things that no one could could, uh, hang in there have a good Shabbat